Hello and welcome back. To start the show, Mark and I are going to be snacking on some sweet stuff and some sour stuff. Also, today we want to talk about whether or not you hear your voice when you're thinking. And then Mark is going to be sharing a song that he wants uh, myself and all of you to hear. And of course, we'll dip back at the Paranormal Corner. And welcome back to Snack a Little, Talk a Little. I'm Mark. And I'm Jenna. <laughs> I know that was kind of a little... Set, uh... I love it though. Morning it radio never sounds the morning same. Morning radio. Well, you know, I got I got the the song coming up later on. It's a song from our past, and so I kind of getting into the morning radio DJ but voice. But it's, it's never the same with a chick. I can't sound the way you do. Right. Do you know what else I can't do? I can't make the sound of a gun, like you know, an explosion or a bang. That's because you're a girl. Can but can you? Oh yeah. Go. <laughs> oh, see, that's pretty good. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> Can you do like, okay, hold on though. Can you do like Jetsons, like, you know, lasers? Oh, wow. Like that? Yeah. Well, yeah. I was thinking like a laser gun. Oh, Jetsons didn't have laser guns. Okay. They well, just had they the little, should have. I mean, if the they were ship. into like violence, they would have. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we get too much into that stuff. <laughs> okay, go. We have, a, uh, I brought the snack today and it is the snack out of my garden. This is uh it's a sweet and sour snack day. It's beautiful. And that's a is that a pickle cuz that's a big pickle. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Dang. So I got uh wow. so for the sweet part, I have cantaloupe that is from beautiful. my garden. And I I didn't, you know, I, I you guys will see online if you go online to our Facebook page, you'll see the pictures in the album. I actually left one quarter or one eighth of the cantaloupe mm-hmm. no i guess that's one no it is one eighth because this is only half a cantaloupe okay. that i brought okay. uh uncut so that you can see how beautiful the cantaloupe was that cantaloupe i grew from seed from a store-bought cantaloupe oh and i was surprised because i try everything when i garden i try to you know that stuff all the time because mm-hmm. sometimes the store food uh the fresh fruit or vegetables that you buy is uh irradiated uh-huh to kill off the seed so that you can't do what I just did. See. Sometimes. I don't know okay. if they do that with cantaloupe or something, but I know some some products are done that way because the yeah. seed's proprietary or hybrid or something like that. So I uh, had the cantaloupe, and it tasted really good, and I said, you know what? I'm going to plant that took myself. Took a chance. Took a and, chance. Took a chance. Took a chance. <laughs> and took the seeds, and uh, and it grew, and this is the I mean, it's beautiful. I would from it. I would imagine that Mark took a picture. The color of cantaloupe that you get in the store makes you realize how much we're getting gypped right, uh, right. because this is so this is vibrant good, it's beautiful orange. yeah so this one with all the seeds that you said is uncut it's like uncircumcised <laughs> oh my gosh right, <laughs> <laughs> right. yes that is correct okay. that is correct all right now moving on to the other part Dang. which is the pickle yep this is a giant cucumber well giant for me it's uh, big it's big yeah a cucumber that i grew this I only had two cucumbers grow on my vines. The mm-hmm. other one was about a two-inch cucumber, and it was all twisted around. It didn't work out that well. But this one I was able to do, and this has been in the brine Ooh. for about a month, actually. It's an, it's an interesting, uh, interesting scent that's um, taking over my senses. I imagine because I yes, imagine. it is absolutely sweet, sour, and I would say garlic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's oh, there's some... there's and all and the spices. Most of them are from my garden, and I just realized that I wrote down the ingredients, and I left them at home. 
but you've done it before. Oh, yes. Yeah, but I do it. It's different every time. I actually oh, okay. have the measurable ingredients for this particular recipe. But start in. I want you to start in. No, so you want to start with sweet or sour? Which one you well, want to start I'm with? Well, I'm, so I'm, I'm turning the, the plate right. for the cucumber around because How do you like the feel of that plate? I, it's, it's I, I've had these plates trip. on before. Yeah. The plate, you'll see in the picture, it looks like paper plate. It's not. It's that uh, melamine or melanine. Right, or, right. Uh, Melody Griffith. So I'll start with the pickle, it but it's interesting because the pickles that you get out of the jar at the store right. are very green. Right. This these this one anyway is very pale. It's very pale. That it was the cucumber was like that. Okay. It, I, was I left say, the cucumber. Is it a type? So here's no. Here's what happened. I left the cucumber on the vine because it was getting so big. I wanted it to get as big as it could. I have not tasted this yet. Mm. So I'm gonna mm. actually grab it at the same time mm-hmm. and. Uh, oh, there's some heat. Not bad. But there is some heat. And it's so cold. This was this was cold. This was kept in the refrigerator. I didn't boil this or anything like that. You have uh, napkins right there behind you. Mm. But uh, so this was this is Thank all you. cold, cold fusion mm-hmm. as far as pickling. Mm. I think it's pretty light, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was going to be more intense than this. No, I get the I get the heat and of course I get the garlic. Mm. And the skin's a little tough. It's all right. But again, I let it get bigger on the vine because I was Going to see how great. big of a pickle it actually, and I don't know what number of jar uh, of the ball jars. Yeah, but uh, it's it, this is one of the medium to large jars, I would say, and the pickle didn't fit in it, so I had to cut it off at the end in order for it to fit in the jar. I hate it when that happens. Oh, and look at that! You're look, whipping Mark, out the tahini. Look, look at look at what I because Mark suggested on a show we, that we did already, right? That we always keep the tahini in here. So we so, have the tahini. So she's using the tahini. I mean, why not? Why not? We can even put it on the cantaloupe. Of course, we would have it without it. But since it's here. <laughs> okay, so now I'll try a bite with tahini. This actually tastes really good, if I do say so myself. Mm. So I will have the pickle recipe will be on the picture. I'll put the picture out there. Oh, I didn't get a picture. Speaking of picture, I got to get a picture of Janet oh, right. taking a bite of the I pickle. I would say you don't need the tahini. Really? Mm-hmm. So the tahini, wow, that's surprising because I know how much we love tahini mm-hmm. here. Mm. At the show. And if anyone worked for Tahin, we'd love for you to be a sponsor on our show. Yeah, I would say it takes, it distracts from the spices that you did use. Right. But I'll bet it's going to be fantastic with the cantaloupe. Because I know I had, I know that I had uh, some Dijon mustard, like a spoon of mm, that. Okay. I had onions, I had garlic, uh, there's a little bit of sugar and vinegar. But I have the right proportions and everything on the recipe, which I will post on Facebook because I, f- I forgot to bring it. Darn it. Well. All right. So now you've switched and you didn't even take a drink between the two to cleanse I the did. palate. Actually, I did. Oh, you, oh I'm sorry. I, was, I wasn't paying attention. I was talking. All right. There's Janet. She's taking. You heard that, right? Now she's biting into the cantaloupe. Now, I have not mm-hmm. eaten this half of the cantaloupe. I only ate the other half. And it's not always the same on the, on the cantaloupes. I'll tell you that. Hmm. So I'm I'm going to take water and uh, swish it around in my mouth to cleanse my palate. So it's not super sweet. Definitely cantaloupey though. But I do wonder if the combination of the tahini and the pickling is kind of confusing my palate. But I would say otherwise, it's not a really sweet cantaloupe, but it's very juicy. Hmm. What do you think? I like it. Did you did you actually 
swish water around in your mouth I like did. you were doing. <laughs> I did. Did you? Okay, I wasn't paying attention. I was talking. Yeah. I was doing my own show over here because uh, <laughs> yes. I just did that. It, it tastes really good. Um, it's not. No, it tastes good to me. It's just that it's not like because of the color. I was thinking it doesn't match the color gonna... you were thinking of. Yes, I was thinking it's going to be really, really ripe. You right. know, because right. it's a really vibrant cantaloupe shade. Um, everything in the store looks nothing like that. Right. It's beautiful, actually. I'd like a shirt that color. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm glad that it turned out because uh, so this cantaloupe I ate the the other half the other day, mm-hmm. uh, but I had another cantaloupe with it. That it was about the same size. Okay. Uh, in fact, I'll, I'll post a picture of that too. This is a picture, and you've you've seen the picture of me holding the two cantaloupes up. That, I, I posted I did, that to my yes. Facebook. I did. Uh, and one of the cantaloupes, it had this—I don't know how to describe it—a metallic taste or something to it. Hmm. And I thought maybe it's because I I brush my teeth first with you know I, I ate it first hmm. thing in the morning. I didn't know what it was. And then uh, my wife, I said, "Why don't you taste it?" And she did, and she said, oh, this was fine. She ate two or three pieces. She got to a fourth piece and like, oh, no, that's something. Hmm. So I don't know what it was in part of the cantaloupe because there wasn't anything visually that you could see, like, you know, where a worm crawled in or anything like that. So anyway, so that is the uh, sweet and sour from my garden that I brought to the show on my my paper plates that actually aren't made of paper. So I did um, put some tahini on the cantaloupe Yeah, on a second piece. Uh, Probably most, if not all of you, know what tahine is, and it's T-A-J-I-N. I would encourage you, if you don't know what it is, go on to your local Amazon or wherever you can mail order this sort of thing, because I don't know if it would be easy to find in, in all grocery stores. Right. But it's chili lime salt, and it is great on corn. It is great on a lot of different types of vegetables. It's I use it daily on my brunch burritos that I make mm-hmm. out of my burritos that I make out of my garden, which by the way, I should bring the ingredients and make that for one of our snacks one of these days. Mm. Now that I think about it, let me write that down. <laughs> I've I've made, um, I love cran- cranberries. I love raspberries and water sliced watermelon together. And I put tahini on that. And I've also made um, ice cream before with raspberry and chili lime salt. Oh, and it wow. was really good. I don't remember that. No. Thanks for inviting me. It was an experiment. <laughs> I'll do it again sometime when somebody else can try it. It was just an experiment for me. Thank you for bringing that, Mark. No wow. problem. I'm, we'll be snacking on that the rest of the oh, show. Absolutely. So, Mark, I'd like to ask you a question. Yes, that's what I'm here for, being asked questions. Okay, so I want you to, um, uh, let's see here. Trying to think. I want you to think about something. Um, think about Boobies. the. Uh, do you know the, like the beginning of um, uh, I don't know, d- 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 Moby Dick or something? Do you know the beginning of Moby Dick? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> oh, I don't either. <laughs> so, uh, well, then I could make it up. The, the Constitution or the preamble. Yes. Okay, so think about that, and sort of you know recite it in your mind. What I want to know is. While you're doing that, do you hear yourself? No, not on that particular thing. Do you see the words? No, that the thing is, is see, you chose something that is a song or was made into oh. a song for Saturday morning TV, oh. Schoolhouse Rock. Oh, right, right. So right. all I can hear is those people singing it. The country kind of Disney narrator. Didn't well, no, I guess it wasn't no. always that. Well, because no. I'm thinking, don't make that me you sing know it. there now. <laughs> I don't have it. I don't have it queued up, and I don't want to search for it because okay. we should do a, a, a show should. on School of Rock at it's some point. True. That's true. 
Okay. So, but it's not your voice. No, it is not my voice. Okay. Well, so the question has been asked. Actually, actually, it was by one of our listeners originally who wanted us to dis- to discuss this. Okay. So, I've looked into it, and apparently, there are people who hear their voice when they're thinking. Now, when I read this, I'm I, then I'm thinking, hmm. do I hear my voice when I'm thinking? Now I don't know because now that I'm thinking about that. Right. Now you're influenced by the subject matter and what you've but read. But normally, do I hear my voice in my head? No. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I know where you're going. I mean, I, I don't know where you're going. I know, I know what you're talking about is that when you think of things, uh, are you reading it to yourself aloud in your brain? Right. right? And wow. I don't think that I do. So, so as I'm looking at this in front of me, some of these notes, uh, am I hearing my voice? Normally, I don't think so. I would not be aware of it anyway. I wouldn't be thinking. If you were to just ask me, do you? I'd be like, well, no, no. Yeah, I would have to say no on me as well, only because – so I've worked in media for uh, many, many, many years. And whenever I'm doing something where I need to hear in a voice or something, mm-hmm. I actually read it aloud. I mean, I for years, I wrote scripts for television and radio commercials, uh, uh, years. And I would literally, instead of just read through it, I would actually recite it aloud. I wasn't listening to my own voice in my head. Yeah. But now I'm thinking, well, what, when I was composing these, these brilliant gems, by the way, of local cable TV commercials, that I was, I don't think, I don't think that I heard a voice in my head. I oh, had okay. to read them out loud because uh, it has to sound proper. You, you need to, you know, but I don't remember ever doing that. But you're saying that there is a, there is a section of our uh, fellow human beings that actually they hear they their own they voice. They hear their own voice when they're thinking wow. of stuff. The phenomenon is called inner speech. They say it refers to the sense that you can hear yourself thinking. This is that silent voice that narrates your day-to-day activities. And when you put it that way or when they put it that way, I definitely don't think or, or hear myself saying, now I'm going to go downstairs and I'm going to, you know, go into the bathroom and go pee and then I'm going to brush my teeth. And I don't hear any of that. But, and this is a little off topic, but not exactly, can you bring to mind somebody else's voice? Not necessarily telling you or you, or, or uh, in the voice with the thoughts that you're having at the time, but if, if um, you were thinking about something that happened at some other point, could you bring somebody else's voice to mind? And Jenna kept on talking and talking <laughs> as Mark just thought and thought, I'm Morgan Freeman. You mean <laughs> Ex- like that? Like that. <laughs> Yeah. Worst Morgan Freeman ever. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't really have, worked on that. I wouldn't have known. If no. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the whole part of someone's narrating, narrating your life. <laughs> yeah, but it just makes me wonder because it's saying, do you hear your own voice? Okay, well, no, but I don't think I hear any voice. I can bring up to my. So if I were to sit here and think about it, I think I could bring my own voice to mind. But can you do it with somebody else's? I think I can. If it's somebody's voice who I've heard enough. Well, not not narrating my life well, or no, anything. No, no. I mean, I mean, that's what I mean. When when you mention the preamble, I can think of the Schoolhouse Rock song, and I can think of the It's like group a, of captured, people. a captured moment right, of memory. Right, right. Yeah. But otherwise, I mean, I'm trying to think of any instance where I would hear someone else's voice directing me. I'm not, I'm not a religious person, so I don't think that there's a God directing me. So I'm not hearing that voice ever. You know, it's not part of... 
you know, what I uh, perceive as my life. Yeah. Uh, you know, because we're all just floating in the matrix right now. We are. Yes, um, just floating. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I've talked to myself when I'm doing tasks and maybe getting confused. Okay, got to do loud, this though? here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got to. That's different. Make sure you put that and that's not. Says here, when you imagine what you might say to someone in their response, you are hearing a voice of sorts, but you know it's not an actual sound. This type of auditory auditory imagination is a bit like visual imagery, where you can imagine what something might look like. For example, zooming in on a frog's uh, and one of its eyes without actually seeing it. Um, it says here that the act of reading actually activates the muscles in the throat, vocal cords, and sometimes the lips. So it's it's kind of going because I mean it's saying reading in this particular. I don't hear my voice when I'm reading either. Well, I do right now. But you're saying you're saying something. <laughs> you're saying sometimes when people are reading something, they will actually vocalize it as they read it. It's just a yes re- without reflex actually, action without actually projecting. Now I I have seen people read stuff that's supposed to be silent reading, especially our, in school back when we used to have silent reading in school in our mm-hmm, classrooms, mm-hmm. and I remember seeing other people's lips move. Yes. And I was like going, well, yes. this isn't out loud reading. What or a they? stage parent that's like off stage, like sort <laughs> right. of mouthing, mouthing, the, the, yeah, yep. mouthing the words along with, well, there they're trying to assist. Yes. But I just remember seeing people, you know, their lips moving while, and I'm like going, what, what the hell's going on there? So maybe it's, a, it's what you're talking about. It's a form of that where they're uh, uh, involuntarily, their lips are reading it says, while they're reading, their mind is. It says there's a nerve bundle in the brain. Well, that explains Those everything. Those nerve bundles, they're <laughs> called arcuate fasciculus. <laughs> and I'll spell that for you. F-A-S-C-I-C-U-L-U-S. <sighs> and it connects the speaking part of the brain to the speech understanding part. This nerve bundle seems to play a role in the experience of inner speech. So incidentally, inner speech does show up. Now, this is interesting to me. It does show up in an MRI when they're doing a brain scan. As the activation activation of speech areas in the brain, so I wonder how many people they did this on. So because if they did quite a study on it, then maybe we all do it. I don't know now. I don't think I do. Hmm. You know, I, I don't think I do either. Like What's said, wrong with us, I Mark? I don't know. Well, I don't know. Does it? Does it? Did you find in your research any any? Uh, percentage of the population or anything say, like that it doesn't say anything? any estimates i mean i imagine nope. it would be an estimate i mean unless you know no, based it, on surveys it, it, or something the way this is written it makes it seem like everybody's like well of course i do and this guy's explaining why we're all hearing it but i don't think that i do wow maybe maybe we're in the minority maybe only exceptionally smart people don't <laughs> That's so funny you went there because I was just about to say, maybe we're just stupid. It's just, it's maybe, see, I'm thinking that, that it's the people who need a narrator to sort of push them along through life. <laughs> and they're the ones who hear that voice in their head. Well, a bunch of, a bunch of listeners just turned off the podcast saying, oh yeah, well, you F you smarty pants. to me. <laughs> Actually, we would love to know. I would love to know whether or not you do hear your voice. That's right. Do you hear your voice? Or reading. You, right. And uh, let, let us know either on our social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Snack a Little. Or. Yeah. You can also give us a call on our listener line. It's 909 area code 5720278. We might play whatever it is you have to say as long as it's clean and you tell us how much you love us. 
Well, if it's not clean, I'll, we'll just bleep it out. Yeah, maybe, you can bleep it out. Maybe. We have yeah, we'd love to hear from you. So either give us a call or we're pretty active on Facebook, but we do post on all of those social media accounts. And we'd love to hear from you. So, Jana. Mark. Speaking of inner thoughts, I, yes. I don't know, I'm trying to do some kind of transition here about dreams I'm and stuff like you. that. But uh, So here's a song that I want you to listen to. And, uh, and this is a song from our... Uh, youth, I'll say, not our childhood necessarily, but from our youth. Okay. And uh, you'll probably be able to identify the song. And let's see if you can identify the uh, uh, what's going on here. Okay. okay. Here we go. I'm ready. Eh? Well, at first I thought it was um, Kokomo, and obviously it's not that. A little before that. Oh, oh okay. All right. Mm. Hollow notes? Oh, I love this. Now, I'm watching the video, and I'm loving it. I mean, I know the song. Okay, so you know the song. Do you remember the video? No. Because the video appeared a lot on MTV back in the day, and I watched a lot of MTV. So I'm going to okay. turn my computer here so that you can watch the video. I, I just want to say, though, that should be a Hollow Notes song. That's okay. so Hollow Notes. Here you go. Are you ready for the yeah, video? Yeah. Okay, now I'm going to play it again. So everyone's going to hear it again. And again, we'll put a link to the video in, in this. But uh... Okay, well, it's supposed to play now. There we go. This is from a movie. See, Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I want to take you. Now, this is from the movie Streets of Fire. And the dancing is so um, Motown. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. This is so hollow notes. This is so great. This is just... So what this was, this is a performance that was in the movie. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is all the video in here is taken from the movie. And it is a an R&B group. And the movie was... It was a cool movie. It was, it was set in the different near comic book kind of future kind of a you know a nebulous future but it had old school stuff all over it like this this is an old school r&b group it's some uh, uh black guys lead singer backup uh-huh. singers doing the, the spin and the, the backup singers he's doing moonwalks that's true doing that's the moonwalks a little bit a little bit of an update there right but the dancing and everything i mean look Very I loved, i'm getting chills i just love this video In the song, I can dream about you if I can't hold you tonight. I love right? it. And it worked into the movie. Like I said, this is a performance in the movie. And uh, I've never seen this movie. Okay. What are you looking up on your phone right now? <laughs> Don't look up stuff. Okay, now. So you've seen that. Right? No, really, I oh. think I could dunk on you. Darn it, but I've never heard Kellogg Frost's legs more Dang than it, you. I can't get... Uh, hold on, the commercial <laughs> the commercial came up in the middle of it. 
I hate that YouTube's doing that now. I do too. Well, it's not letting me. Sometimes skip. it comes up in the middle of something too. Okay, so. Uh, all right, I'm going to switch okay. this back. So now here's what I want you to watch. Well, no, hold on. Now it's going to start another video. You know, folks, this does not always work out great when you're working with computers. All right, so here we go. We're going to hear the song again okay. with a different video. But you saw that you saw that performance and everything. Oh yeah, yep. right. Yep, it was great. I mean, yep. that group, uh, young guys mm -hmm. singing this. It showed a crowd and a yep. theater, and and uh, I love it. Yeah, love it. In mm -hmm. fact, I'm probably going to watch that movie tonight. Okay, I'm going to find a. Uh, oh, okay. Okay, so here is the video. I'm going to skip ahead because this references the movie you just saw. Okay. That's what I was just going to look up. <laughs> I know you were. Because I'm like, I know this is. <laughs> this is the singer. Yeah. So for those who know, some, some people will know. How, how many people do you think will know? Well, the, okay. You so know the, the song. You know, people from yeah. our eras are, are, are going to know the song. Right. How many people are going to know it was not sung by those black guys in the movie? I don't know, though, because that doesn't sound like Daryl Hall when you were showing me the concert footage. When he d does the next part you just showed, right. that sounds like him. It's the not other him. part didn't sound like him. It's not him. Okay. Well, it's, then there it's, you go. It's Dan Hartman. So it's going back and forth. It's it's the same guy. I'm sure it's the same recording. No, what you just played though, that was Daryl Hall. I mean, didn't what? I, no, yes, no, no. <laughs> it's it's Dan Hartman. No, it's his song in both of them. It's the same music. Right. It's the same guy. That's the white guy, Dan Hartman. That's him. That's but Dan the, Hartman. But that's not Daryl Hall. No, Daryl Hall isn't a part of this. Daryl Hall. <laughs> She's looking so confused. Daryl Hall is not a part of this. <laughs> Dan Hartman, white guy, Dan Hartman, is the one singing this song. That is him in this video that I'm showing you. No, I, I, I get what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> you're just having a problem wrapping your head around it. That's him there. <laughs> so Jana's watching this video, and this is the video of white guy Dan Hartman, and in the video, it's flipping back and forth between clips of the movie and Dan Hartman being a uh, bartender, and they have some kind of lame story trying to go on with this Dan Hartman video, but it doesn't hold a candle to the original video. I mean, look how look how the guy in the movie keeps showing clips of him. Look how he's selling it. Right. I mean, it is you are. It's well, just I mean, great think, stuff. think of La Bamba. I mean, if you saw it. Or Idolmaker. Great movie. Oh. Did Richie Valens sing in La Bamba? You know, I mean, not Richie Valens. Did uh, New Diamond Phillips? I don't know. I don't think so. Now we'll have to look it up. I know. <laughs> I'm still tripping that this isn't hollow notes. Sorry, I'm just like, what? Well, it is Blue Eyed Soul, which is what hollow notes are famous for. Wow. And they didn't write it. 
Uh, as far as I you know, I did not look that up. I'm just blown away. What the heck? Is this a medley of his hit? I don't even know who Dan Hartman is. I don't, don't know. And if we have Dan Hartman fans, I'm sorry, but he just <laughs> seems to be a one-hit wonder in my seems book. Seems like it, yeah. I don't know. He may have had another. That's I guess right. I, I didn't do enough It's a show. great song. All he needed was one. That's right. Oh, my gosh. All of you that are old enough to know, y'all know, right? This is totally hollow out. This is so weird. No, but the movie Idolmaker, you've seen it, right? Okay. So I'm going to stop the music there. Okay. Another one where I'm pretty sure that they just they just sell it. Peter Gallagher. But the thing is, is that this, and, and the reason I brought it up is that I'm sure there's a lot of people, <clears throat> excuse me, that think that it was the group from the movie that sang it because yeah. they sold it so well. Because it yeah. was, look, in the movie, they were an unknown group. To the general public. Dan mm-hmm. Hartman was an unknown singer to the general public. So who, And the one that they played on MTV all the time was from the movie. And I thought that group did the song. And I remember going, yeah, it's great. And they said Dan Hartman. And I forget when I ever saw him or whatever. And, and it dawned, wait, that's not the guy. So... There this you go. Is, this is weird. I don't. I don't know what else to. Uh, the, you can agree with me though. Though that does sound like a Hollow Notes song. Well, see, to me, it sounds like the R and B group that I saw in the movie. Because I was a big fan of the movie. And it's not the best movie ever, actually. You know, we talked about this on a previous show. It's actually a romantic movie. <laughs> I, and what's it called again? Streets of Fire. I've never. Even, and it starred. Never. And I can't remember the girl. Ah, darn it. Oh gosh, shoot. Ah, uh, there goes my show prep. I'm sure there's people out there yelling it out right now. But Michael Pere was in it. And at the time, Michael Pere was one of my favorite actors. Uh, he was in it along with, oh, boy. I don't even know who Michael Pere is. You, you, I think you'd like him. But uh, anyways, it was, it was uh, shoot. There goes the show prep, folks. This is what happens that's when okay. you don't prep completely that's, for the show. That's okay. We didn't we didn't know it was going to go this direction. That's why it's like living on the edge. Uh, I have I have Streets of Fire. I think I have the uh, the VHS of it. I think. I've never. Uh, yeah, it was it was a rock and roll. It was kind of like a rock and roll fantasy thing that blended timelines a little bit. I mean, not in the time travel, but I mean, just in the style of it. And like you said, yeah, this old looking R and B group. But they were doing moonwalking and stuff like that, and as, as long with the synchronized dances. Okay, so I just want you to know that it, supposedly, I'm not going to pull it up because I'll get the commercial too. Right. There is a YouTube recording of Hall & Oates singing I Can Dream About You. See, now, let me tell you, I don't believe it. I bet I, you. I don't know, but look. I bet you that's mislabeled. This is this here? Yeah. Yeah, that's... No, That's no. Daryl Hall. Look, yeah, it does look like him. But if I pull it up, it's going to be a commercial. Let's see. Let's take well, a chance. Plus, it's on your phone, so the audio is going to be terrible. It is going to be terrible. All right. Well, you do that, and I will see if I can get, uh, uh, see if I can say uh, I can dream about you. Okay. Oh, here we go. This is very exciting, I'm sure, for the uh, listeners. Because I just got to know. I know everybody else has to know now, too. <laughs> okay, so this is Hollow Notes Live. All right, that's it's off on her my phone. phone. This is a live recording that they've got. So right. Apparently, we're not the only ones. That's Daryl. Right, that was John Oates. Here's a song that um, from Here the, I got that we it. did on the, new, on the new album that. Uh... Let me skip ahead. Okay. 
later, I was watching MTV, and there it was, you know, and, and it was uh, a hit for him. God bless him. And uh, oh wait, I'm going to back up. You about, know, what? we're going to listen. About to six this. months later, I was watching MTV, and there it was, you know. Oh and, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we had just finished an album. We couldn't put it on the albums. So they did write it. Wait a second. Hold on a second. Oh my hell. Oh no. Okay. So uh, okay. <laughs> here's, uh, here's a song that. Um, All right, this segment's going to go on the, new, on the new album that. Uh, Sort of, we did 20 years later. Uh, an old friend of ours, Dan Hartman, wrote this song. Oh, oh. And, uh, there you go. Oh. I remember back in the in, in the day, he uh, he came up to me and he said, you know, I have this great song I wrote for you guys. Well, it's okay, you. okay. You know, so there is a connection. Oh, he wrote for them. Unfortunately, we had just finished an album. We couldn't put it on the album. So now we got to hear said, their yeah, version, sorry, at least Dan, a little bit of it. He had you know about, it's going to be good. About six right. months later, I was watching MTV and there it was, you know, and, and it was uh, a hit for him. God bless him. And... Uh, Wow. So here we are, 20 years later. I hope he's hearing it. And I hope he enjoys it. It's called I Can Dream oh, About You. Looks like, sounds like you passed. You pointed to the heavens. Yeah, I don't know. So this is Holland Oates doing some, out, <laughs> doing some kind of a live uh, version of a song that was written for them. Right. Warmed up. Wow. Wait, Oates has his mustache shaved off. What the heck? That was half of his persona. I know. Whoa. Okay. Didn't even know it was going to go this direction. Yeah. This is. But, uh, wow. But that's. A trip because yeah, I hear Hall and Oates in that song, so it's interesting that to it's know so that funny. that guy nailed it. <laughs> Unfortunately, I I don't think Hall and Oates are nailing it. Well, you know, sometimes <laughs> live. Right, this is live and the mix and all that. I understand all that, but you know, it's not overproduced like the other one was. And they are older, and sometimes you lose a little bit of your. Uh... All right, you're not going to get a date with either one of these guys, so quit making excuses for them. <laughs> Well, first of all, all right, you might you might with Oates. Oates is a little too short. I was just gonna say, but he's a little guy, and you don't that's like not, that. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> well, that's too bad, Janet, because I have Oates at the door right now, and I'm gonna have to text him and send him away. That's not gonna happen. No, but I would like to be a fly on the wall at one of Daryl Hall's um, jam uh, sessions at his house. Oh my god. So there you go. I Can Dream About You, written by Dan Hartman for Hall & Oates, who did not record it. In the movie version, it was a R&B group that was uh, lip-syncing to it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Jana heard it and said, yeah, that sounds like Hall & Oates. All these years. Thought, I mean, I'm aware, you thought I'm, it was Hall & Oates all these years. I'm aware of the song in all these years. So I, yep, I thought it was Hall & Oates. Wow. Wow. You didn't, didn't watch MTV a lot then. Back in the day, no, I mean, yeah. I don't. It, it was cable origin, right? Yeah, I mean, it was on cable. We didn't. Have it still cable. is. No, I know it is now, <laughs> but I can't remember when cable really started happening. So it's like ah. 1981 is when MTV started. We didn't have cable. Oh, so there's right. a there's a lot of stuff that I I missed in the early years. Well, I mean, Richard Blade on VH1, I got to see some stuff on, on there. <laughs> wow. Well, that just kind of went a direction we didn't expect it. To. Yeah. Well, there you go. You heard it here first, you guys. All right. Well, let's see. Um, Thanks for sharing that, Mark. I yeah, learned no something problem. new tonight. Well, I'm glad. Maybe I'm I'll glad watch that, that movie did. sometime too. <laughs> Hopefully. Well, holy heck! 
Look at where we're at now. That is the spooky haunt sound, meaning that it's time for Paranormal Corner. Should I do the growl that I heard in my parlor? Oh, that's right. You had a growl from some episodes before. Now that now it's changing. (laughs) Mark. Yes. I've been wondering for a while now, and I didn't think to ask the um, mortician when I dated him. Right. Uh, I think Which I we've been... established on a show before that you've uh, yep. dated a mort- mortician. Yes. Uh, I think I would have been too frightened to ask him now. I probably would be now, too, actually, more so, now that I live in a place where it's like, ooh, I don't know if I want to talk about scary things at certain times of day because right. it's too close to right. the real thing. <laughs> um, but I wondered whether or not there are people who have talked about whether or not when you are working at a place, a mortuary, would it be subject to more activity or would it not? I mean, I don't know if, if, if we're to believe that people do um, haunt certain areas or just hang around, they're stuck or whatever. Why would it be at a mortuary as opposed to the last place they were at, you know, um, when they passed or their favorite place that they went to regularly or something like that? Well, I, I think the difference would be uh, depending on whether you think the spirit follows the objects around them that they liked or whether the spirit or locations or whether the spirit follows the dead body around right or can they travel i mean you know can they go to more than one place can you know at any given time right who knows well there are the question was asked i looked a few different places online and there were some different people that answered so here is an answer from one of those people uh, to me, this sounds very believable. People can, people can put anything that they want on the internet, let's face it. Right, but there were right. several answers, and I found this one to seem pretty authentic. It says, one day at work, I was asked to prepare a body for viewing. The body was already on the slab, ready to be washed. It was my usual practice to talk to the deceased in case the spirit was lingering. This guy had an Asian name that I didn't remember, so as I approached, I jokingly called him Mr. Wong Hung Wo, or who? Or something similar. Immediately, it felt like I was confronted with a wall of animosity. Wow. It's hard to explain, but I knew that the spirit of the guy resented my flippant attitude. Something told me that this was not a man to be trifled with when alive. Stopping dead in my tracks, I apologized, said no disrespect intended, that I just needed to wash and dress him to make him presentable for his family, and then asked, can we start again? With that, this heavy feeling stood down. The first thing I noticed as I started my work was that the guy's throat was cut almost from ear to ear. Hopefully, people wow. listening are not really squeamish. On That's about the worst of it. On closer inspection, however, I saw that the cut was actually a line of individual stab wounds. <laughs> just, just about the worst of it. <laughs> that was reasonably straight. Wow, talk about vicious. Someone had really hated this guy. Then I turned his body, and it revealed scars from stab wounds over both kidneys, about three over the left, several over the right. This means that he had been attacked at least three times from behind, and this indicates his attackers feared him. The evidence was stacking up, so I went into the office and asked WTF. (laughs) The boss and manager looked at each other with alarm and tried to brush me off. Apparently, it was supposed to be hush-hush. The guy belonged to an Asian crime gang. He'd been followed 24-7 by a security agency, probably ASIO. I'll have to look that up and see what yeah, that means. Yeah, I don't know what if, that means. So we'll have to look that up. 
who were the ones who found the body. The weird thing was that the official cause of death from the postmortem was drowning. He'd been discovered in a creek, but there was also no but there was no indication at all that the body had spent any time in water. A body will wrinkle like we do when we have a long bath, but a dead body will stay wrinkled. Also, water critters find bodies really quick and start eating away almost immediately, yet there was no evidence of him being chewed on. <laughs> At the funeral, I scanned for the expected security personnel. It took me a while, but sure enough, there were a couple of suits in different locations, hundreds of meters away, lurking amongst the bushes. A colleague pointed out a hovering helicopter above us that was so high that we couldn't hear its engine. The interaction with the body was so intense that it was one of the many experiences that eventually led to a spiritual awakening a year or two later. So... There's one wow. story, and well, I, like I say, I found that one to be pretty believable because this person obviously seems to right, and and he must have been in Australia because the ASIO is the Australian Security Intelligence Organization. Oh, thank you for looking. I was it able up. to I was look gonna, it up. Yeah. I was going to say I, I also, by the way, that some of the spellings were on here. I could tell that it was not from here, United States. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, okay, that's so weird. I just saw something walk past me on the right. Seriously, I just saw something go right here. Did you see me like look over here? Just I now? did. I saw you look over there, and I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure if I saw something as well, or if I just saw right you there. look I over it, there. I thought it was my cat. I'm like, wow. did she get in here? Oh, <laughs> All right. Man. So another another. How much time do we have? Uh, we have about three minutes. All left. right. So just a quick <laughs> one here. So this person says, when I was younger, I caught the eye of a young mortician. We got to talking, and I found him to be very pleasant and interesting. He was a true gentleman. Every once in a while, he would tell me some things that happened in his work, like there was a little girl that they had as a client. My friend said she looked like a little princess, very delicate and all, so, and all, so sweet. Her family was crushed. Uh, no one should ever outlive the child. I agree with that. There was crying, Yes. And wailing, and as you can imagine, their pain. Her father was just completely broken. He was in such pain that you could feel his heart breaking and his soul torn in pieces. This is what my friend was telling me. Please understand I was not there. After the family went home and the funeral directors locked the place, keep in mind that there's always someone, uh, two or a couple of people, to sit there and they take care of the place at night. The two men heard a small child crying and calling for her daddy. My friend said that that was the saddest thing he'd ever experienced. He confessed to me that after the child was buried, that she was still crying and was asking for her daddy. My friend did something that he didn't want anyone to know, so now I'm telling you. He called the father and told him to please come after hours so that he can tell his little girl to go home with him. The father did hear his little girl when he arrived, calling for him. He was so happy. He told his little princess to come home with him. Daddy loves you and misses you so much. And my friend said that after that early morning, there was no more crying nor asking for daddy. This is just one of the stories that he told me. There are plenty of others, but I thought I'd share this one. Wow. So, um, you know, there are a couple that answered on here that said, no, I've never had anything. So, I mean, I don't know. That's an amazing story. Yes. I mean, it would be, I mean, and it makes me wonder, did the, the spirit of the girl go home with the man or did she go home to go to god or whatever to the light or did she go home with him and wow i don't know but i mean that by the way there are a couple people who said that um they've seen somebody sit up and i've heard about that before that when the gas is heard about that some people like moan and reflex action or something like that that 
I wouldn't care for. I don't care yeah, how many I times I'd be. I would have to I'd change be. my depends at that point. <laughs> I wonder if you would ever get used to that. Uh, what, dead bodies popping Just up right or sitting up? flip-flopping or moving? Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. Not, not me. I would never get used to I mean, to that. It, that was in the news that, that that actually happened, a person who was supposedly dead and she wasn't, isn't. Right. And I don't know the follow-up on that. I don't know how she supposedly died and how what her condition is now. So anyway, you know, I'd love to know whether or not any of you have heard any of these stories before. Have you experienced something like this before? As we've already told you, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Snack A Little. Or you can call us on our listener line and leave a message there at 909-572-0278. What spirits are haunting you? Also, let us know whether or not you've heard that song, seen that movie the Mark was sharing. I swear. Streets of Fire. Come on. It's a great, great little uh, rock and roll fantasy movie. Yeah, check it out. I I haven't seen the movie yet, so. Thanks for listening in. Tell your friends. We'll be back next week. We appreciate everyone's responses. Yep. Come on back. 